Hey, welcome to Lambo Leap Podcast. This is Dane Verisi and one of the co-hosts along with with uh, Andrew Wags Wagner. Wags, how you doing, man? Uh, pretty somber mood today, but it's probably a good thing we're recording this the day after. And, yeah. <laughs> and not immediately after, just... Uh, um, judging by, you know, many fan reactions that I I heard and saw, um, I was right there with you all, trust me. <laughs> um, but uh, can can have a little bit more of a cool-headed take here at, at the day after that uh, that gut punch and wrenching, wrenching loss. Yep, yep. And, and just since we're still new, we are just a couple uh, longtime friends and friends lifelong fans of the Packers and and owners of the, of the Packers and uh, we thought it'd be fun for the two of us to just start a podcast maybe maybe just as much a therapy session for us uh, after uh, years and years of some ups and downs uh, so wags I know we're not too scripted here but I, I I wrote some notes down when the game was going on so let's get into it my big question for you. What the hell just happened? It's <laughs> a good question. Um, well, not to toot our own horns, but for uh, those of you that did listen to our, our first uh, uh, podcast that we posted over the weekend, before the game, there was a couple of beats that, that we hit on, right? Um, can't, can't fall behind. Mm-hmm. Check. Hey, we we, we did, did that. It. We did it. Uh, get Aaron Jones the ball. Check. We did it. We did it. Um, start off fast. And I I swear I tell you um, I don't want to dive too deep into that first drive, but it just basically summed up I think everything we were talking about. And it's almost like Coach McCarthy was just listening to our podcast for the first five minutes and then something happened that was a little weird (laughs) um aaron jones right off the bat 14 yard run great play you know smash him in the mouth it's like okay here we go Mm -hmm. um next play run it again uh eight more yards um next play nice little four yard out to Cobb I loved it coming off the injury get him in the flow right away move the chains pick pick up another first down um we had another we had an incomplete pass on on first and 10 next play go back to Jones again another seven eight yards and sets up a third and short and you're thinking all right here we go we're almost in field goal range already um right away this is the type of start we've been waiting to see mm-hmm. um and then and then what happens is uh we get sacked and and i think it, you mentioned that Jones the timing a little bit shaky as a yeah. receiver out of the backfield um to me i rewound that play a couple of times um rogers didn't have a lot of time to react. Littleton closed quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's he had a really good game, uh, so give him some credit. But it looked like Rodgers was watching, 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 just waiting for Jones to turn his yeah, head. Yeah, right, you're right. And he didn't get his head turned around. It would have been a pretty easy uh, pass for Rodgers to make, but he was just standing there waiting. And by the time Ro- uh, Jones turned his head around, uh, Rodgers was already taken down uh, to the turf. So it's just uh, that that was that was a huge play um 
and we'll get into some of the uh, more obvious higher impact situations in the game but they didn't come away with points after it looked like they made a statement right away in that first possession you're right and and you know we promised today or yesterday during the game in the waning moments um on twitter that today we'd get into the good the bad and the Montgomery. And, um, you know, I, I think this was, we saw some really great Green Bay Packer football yesterday. We also saw some frustrating uh, things that we continue to see. And, and you know what? We're far enough along in this season where we're, we are a 3-3-1 three, three football team um, at the halfway point, roughly, Right. And I'm I'm very curious to see how this team reacts to this and 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 reacts to I really thought we kept punching right from from start to finish we kept punching we were up early um, we allowed some stuff to happen we allowed the Rams to get back into it we punched back and then obviously we'll get into what happened at the end of the game um, but I thought one of the big turning moments of the game you know as you said we started hot. Um, we we did some really good stuff. The offense looked like it was starting to click. Um, kudos, hats off to Mason Crosby, who looked solid once again this last week, yesterday. Um, but then, uh, you know, near the, the end of the first half, and of course it had to be Sam Shields, who downs the ball within the one-yard line. and And then from there... An inexplicable, in my eyes, running call up the gut. Uh, when we're on the one-yard line, we're up, what, 10 to nothing at that point. And Mike McCarthy decides to run a little draw play up the middle against, you know, I'm not a, I'm not an expert on the Rams, but I'm pretty sure the two best players on that Rams defense potentially are Indomitian Sue and um, his name escapes me, uh, their, their nose tackle there. Um, and what, why, why, why would Mike McCarthy do that? There are so many other options, uh, that they could, they could go with on that play. I was half expecting to see a pitch, but <laughs> oh, yeah, the pitch. yes, <laughs> which we did see yesterday. Um, but, but to run it at the best players on that defense in that situation, um, really, I thought, turned an otherwise very solid first half, and we started to see a little bit of a downward spiral, at least going into halftime. Yeah, and um, Aaron Donald, by the way, is who you're yeah, trying to yeah. think of. Uh, obviously a, a great player, highest paid defensive player in the NFL now for a reason. Um, and, um, you, you know, neither of us played high-level football, right? I mean, I don't but know, on, the, on, the, on the other hand, Middleton we football. Can, yeah, we can go back, and you just remember, when you, whenever you pin uh, the opposing team deep, and you're in that situation, it's tough as an offensive, and, and you know, you're just, you, you know, turn loose the dogs, right? When you're up there, up in the front, um, you get low, you dig in, and you just try to, like, pinch the line of scrimmage. Right. And, and so, yeah, I just have no idea what Mark McCarthy was thinking there, um, especially, you know, Lane Taylor had a tough assignment yesterday, mm-hmm. no doubt. Um, I thought he actually 
did, and the whole offensive line uh, pass blocking was was really excellent yeah. yesterday. Um, yeah, there was a couple of sacks and and some some pass uh, some rushes on the passer, but um, overall, mm-hmm. I mean, you couldn't have asked, I don't think, for them to do much better than they did. No, that defense um, is going to get sacked. Yeah, right? they are. So yeah. what we limited them to is pretty darn impressive. And um, and there was some holes in the run game, but Taylor did miss some blocks uh, run in the run game. And um, a couple of possessions earlier, in fact, um, they it was their third possession. I rewound this play a few times, too. They had third and five um, down at the Rams' 25-yard line. They're driving down the field, and they did that um, uh, stretch run mm-hmm. um, off the left tackle. And I, I will tell you, um, again, Littleton made a great play. He mm-hmm. scraped over the top and... Um, Jones hit the hole pretty quick. It was a slight delay, um, but I mean, honestly, it was a great, great play. Here's the thing, though. Uh, Lindsley um, was able to make a seal block over his guy that was lined up on his outside shoulder. And all Lane Taylor had to do was just, I mean, he didn't even need to lay a good block on Littleton. He just needed to chip and Mm -hmm. somehow just get in Littleton's lane, slightly in his way to alter his route so that he wasn't able to move downhill. And... And there was so much, there was so much green field in front of Jones. I, I think he might have scored on that play. It was, I dare I say, a brilliantly designed and timed play call by Coach Mike McCarthy. Are you feeling well? I, I don't know what's coming over me. And I, but honestly, you have to give yeah. credit. And you, you, they even part of the reason I rewound that play several times is because they showed a shot of of, of Coach Mack on the sideline, and he was really upset about something and I could tell it wasn't the refs um and so I had to rewind it a couple of times to see what was happening on that and Lane Taylor just flat out missed his assignment it was an they were in a dime defense it Uh. was I mean it was uh it was a play that you know you would you would run up in that situation every time at first I was thinking why are they running but now the reason I bring that up is because um it was essentially the same play that they tried to run from their from their own goal line from the half yard line and you know once these guys are good enough yeah. once you've seen a look and again going back to the situation as you said um it's just it's like why that pitch play never works they try to run it more than once yeah. every game if they get five yards on it they try to run it again it never works it doesn't go anywhere and they did it with jamal williams yeah. yesterday a pitch with jamal williams <laughs> all the backs in the backfield that's, but, that's who they did it with. but yeah so i'm just gonna i mean so yeah so it, it it's it, you're, you're putting points on the board um as an offense so now mm-hmm. it's 10-2 so talk a little bit through the the overall impact that that made at that point in the game. Yeah, no, I mean it, it was just it was you could feel momentum swing, right? When when that happened a little bit there and uh we ended up going into the half up 10 to 8, but I really felt like at that point we had we'd opened the door, right? It felt like we opened the door and um, going into going into the second half, I mean, we're always in the game when we have Aaron Rodgers, right? Um, but as we saw yesterday, uh, as the game progressed, I mean, I'll tell you what, I was, again, um, Valdez Scantling in the second half looked 
he looks like – I mean, he's a rookie playing like he's been in the league three or four years. And St. Brown made a couple of nice catches yes. yesterday too. Yeah, so if if nothing else, I mean – and I think we have a lot of positives to look at, but a couple of them were the young guys that were playing. Uh, and that, I think, brings us to – did you all see Jair Alexander play football yesterday? <laughs> he's young Jair Alexander brought the swag, just like I asked him he to did. do. Uh, another another uh, Packer uh, player that uh, decided to listen to our, our podcast last <laughs> week uh, got got uh, motivated to play. Uh, no, in all seriousness, obviously just unbelievable, unbelievable. Um, I hate to talk in hyperbole, but that was is outstanding of an individual performance that I've seen from a Packer defensive player since Pete Charles Woodson. Yeah. Um, I mean, he played well enough individually, honestly, to basically almost give the Packers a win. Mm-hmm. Um, what more can you ask for? Uh, it was just incredible to see. I agree, man. I, I totally agree. I, I I was really excited to see, the as you, you said a little bit with the swagger, the energy that, that Alexander brings to our defense right now. Um, we haven't – I don't feel like we've had that kind of energy in a couple years. Yeah, we've got Clay Matthews who um, can show emotion from time to time and, and absolutely Mike Daniels. Uh, is is uh, is one of those guys that you can you can you can see it on him right that he's he's chirping a little bit and he's definitely a motivator. But Jair Alexander looked yesterday like he was not intimidated, like he knew that it was a nationally televised game and that he wanted to make a statement. And I and I frankly I thought he did, even though we ended up losing the game. That kid looks like he's the real deal for sure. And I know that. You know, we've had some frustrations with our secondary over the past few years. That might be the yeah. understatement of the century. <laughs> but, and, and you, I, Dane, I, I don't want to speak for you, but yeah. you've expressed some frustrations with, with Haha. And I we, will yeah. say this, though, in defense of Haha. What he has been asked to do to try to mask and cover up for the deficiencies on the backside of that defense the last few years has completely inhibited his ability to just be a natural playmaker. Um, And so I don't know if that is still or will uh, affect his overall performance. Um, He's not high up on my list of concerns. I, but you have to you have to hope that you know if he can have confidence in someone like Jair Alexander mm-hmm. to be making plays all over the field on the outside or in the slot wherever he's lined up um, and against you know one of the quickest players in the league and mm-hmm. Brandon Cooks most of the day that maybe that's something that will get get haha going a little bit too um you mentioned mike daniels uh yeah he's the guy that gets fired up um kenny clark Uh, so i think some of those guys he had a great game yesterday i think think some of those guys they need that you Mm -hmm. know that spark plug and and um you know uh, i don't expect alexander to have that great of a performance (laughs) every week um but um you know, uh, it's you can you don't you don't just see that 
and never see it again. That's there. Um, so that is just exciting to see. I agree. I, I do. And, and you know, ha-ha Clinton Dix, I, I guess from my perspective, he has been – For the last few years, he's been one of my favorite players. I love to watch how he plays uh, at times. I think that um, I had a lot of hope coming out. I thought his first couple of seasons, he looked like he could be a perennial, you know, Pro Bowl player, certainly. And then in the last couple of years, I just I've seen drop off. And and I think that uh, you're right when when he's trying to make up for uh, folks on the back end and in previous seasons uh, with Morgan Burnett being injured quite a bit. Um, he's had to you know, run around with, with maybe some guys lined up at the other safety spot that um, you know, one would argue maybe shouldn't be starting caliber uh, NFL safeties. And, and I understand that. But I, I feel like sometimes it's not a physical thing with him. I feel like sometimes maybe – I don't want to say it's lack of effort, but it seems like he might be not even in the right position from time to time. And in years past, I kind of chalked it up to Dom Capers, uh, our buddy our buddy Cooker, who, who's not on this podcast, but he, um, he would probably agree with us on that one. Um, but I, I think that I, I put a lot of red flags that I saw with HaHa Clinton Dix into it being a uh, scheming problem. And now that we have a new scheme that um, by all intents and purposes seems to be um, a little less complicated, a little more run downhill and make some plays. And and, and let me be clear, Hoglin Dix is an intelligent guy. He's a smart guy. I was excited when we drafted him. Part of the reason is because he is a really smart guy. So I'm a, just a little... Um, curious and 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 don't quite understand why sometimes he seems like he's out of position um but he does make plays as well so he he is my ultimate he's the, he's this guy right now that's just driving me nuts and i love haha clinton dicks at times but other times i just want to pull my hair out and i just don't understand why yeah yeah well um you know we've we've had uh, no shortage of hair pulling moments from the defense over the years so um like i said before it's it's hard to single out um you know a, a, a any one player uh, on that packers defense and it just so happens that he's been a guy that's actually been part of the defense yeah. <laughs> that's uh, for, that's for four fair. straight years and and there's not really very many other ones out there um one other positive i'd yeah. be remiss not to mention uh and i i uh i just wanted to to point out that your your favorite player kyler fackerel had a, a nice sack yeah in the half. <laughs> bravo uh, <laughs> bravo fackerel we're, yeah. we're excited for you man i love it i yeah. love it um so wags you know, we're we're getting to the point in this podcast where uh, I gotta ask you: Is it safe to put Ty Montgomery in the Hall of Shame with Darren Sharper's fourth and twenty-six and Bostic's uh, uh, missed onside kick? I know this was a regular season game, but with the two minutes and five seconds to go, um, and and we have the benefit a day later to understand that. Um, according to some players and coaches on the Packers team, he had thrown a fit prior and that he, he disregarded coaches' orders to take a kick out of the end zone. He takes it out of the end zone. He ends up dropping it on the ground and basically ruins an opportunity for Aaron Rodgers to have the chance to do what he's done so often, which is lead his team down the field to victory in the final couple minutes. Um is it safe to say it's time for us to 
to part ways with Ty, or do you think he deserves another chance? I think we have to part ways with him. And I hate to just say, okay, we're ready for a scapegoat, but it's time for there to be some accountability. And it's too bad for Ty Montgomery. Um, you know, unfortunately, when you're a kick returner or a punt returner, fumbling the football is essentially an unforgivable mistake mm-hmm. any time of the game. Um, that could have happened on the opening kickoff. And that, you know, that's the type of play that can lead to it becoming a blowout right off the bat uh, that you can't really ever recover from. Mm-hmm. Um the disregard if he was told by the coaches not to take the ball out of the end zone is uh, emblematic of a it's a problem Mm -hmm. um and if he's not held accountable after that then what are the other 52 guys in a locker room going to think about the accountability or lack thereof Mm um and you know, I, I, I feel bad in a way for Ty Montgomery. I'm I'm still really angry at him, <laughs> but I do yeah. kind of feel bad for him in a way because, um, and I don't know that he'll get cut. I, I don't, but um, I, I I feel bad for him because he, look, he made a mistake and he made a egregious error in judgment. It was a selfish play. Um, before Dane, like you mentioned, we heard those reports. I was just playing armchair sports psychologist. Yeah. I thought, you know, um, he's a guy, he's, he's kind of, his role's been diminishing a little bit. I bet he was just, you know, frustrated and he wanted to prove that he could, that he still has value to the team. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't, again, it doesn't excuse that decision. Um, it doesn't excuse what he did. Um, but, you know, it's not like no one else has ever made, you know, a, a mistake or, um, it's the mental mistakes that really kill you, though. I, I, that's that's what you have to take exception with. Mm-hmm. And and you know I, I I look at Ty and I'm a little surprised that this happened in the sense that by all appearances prior to this he's been an ultimate team guy, right? This this is a kid who was drafted uh, as a wide receiver. He came in. He actually had prior to his in his rookie year prior to a little bit of injury and if. Uh, you Packer fans remember that was the year that we lost all the receivers to injury at one point or another, and James Jones ended up coming in. Mm-hmm. But Ty Montgomery looked like he could be a slot receiver in the NFL, right? And and then the next year, due to injury at the running back position, Ty ends up switching positions partway through the year. He ends up frankly he changes his body makeup right to become an nfl running back from an nfl wide receiver and that's that's a big difference and he 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 embraced his role it it had seemed is uh as um a third down back potentially and 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 he just he seemed to do so many things um to to be a team player that um, when he took the ball out yesterday, my jaw dropped because I, I can't imagine a situation where a coach at that that time and that place would ever say, yeah, take it out. Um, with the two-minute warning that was going to be able to stop the clock and having a timeout, it just doesn't make sense. And then to hear the next day um, what he did, um, allegedly with the, with throwing the helmet and, and, and kind of causing a scene, uh, I just... I. 
I'm honestly almost speechless with with that because it, that just doesn't seem like the kind of guy he is. And, and so and I so I hear you. That's where I get nervous uh, about about cutting the guy. But at the same time, uh, and and again, he has not been cut yet as as, as far as we know. Um, but you know you. You don't want to lose good football players, but you also don't want to keep guys on the team if they're going to disregard the coaching staff. Yeah, and that's that brings up the second point. I Look, you can't blame McCarthy or Zook directly for mm-hmm. the decision that Montgomery made. I mean, right. if, they, if, if they as a coach tell a player to do something and they don't do it, I mean, that's on the player. Mm-hmm. But... Why does it seem like we've had uh, so many of these situations? And I know it's we, we see it more because mm-hmm. we're such close, <laughs> huge fans of the Packers. Yeah. And we don't watch other teams. I mean, we don't care no, about don't. the other teams. Right. You see a little bit. You see stories once in a while. But it seems like it happens to us a lot, doesn't it, Dane? Yeah, it really does. And uh, especially, you know, the, the special teams, um, the, the special team situation that we're running into, there was a... Uh, they did a fake punt yesterday. Um, they they was, sure did. Was the, it didn't look like uh, they were prepared for that at all. No, it, um, that's, it didn't. I mean, that's, again, we didn't play high-level high football, but I, I seem to remember every time we went out for punk coverage in, in high school football, <laughs> watch the fake was kind of one of those things that we were instructed for. <laughs> yeah, you know, and if you want to go back even, and we're talking even um, the last two games even, um, I can remember Tony Brown, a special team. We talked about accountability earlier. Uh, Tony Brown, who was on our practice squad, he's a, a cornerback, uh, number 28 for the Packers. And and Tony, uh, after on the 49ers uh, late in the game, had a costly penalty on a late hit out of bounds. Uh, the previous week, that same that same player had a uh, had a uh, a taunting penalty. So this is a guy who's a practice squad guy who back to back weeks had um, very serious uh, and poor timed penalties. Um, this past week, he's still on the roster. He's yeah. inactive, but uh, he's Jair still on the Alexander roster. Alexander was playing. Yeah. We upgraded from Tony Brown to Jair Alexander. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so we've had that on special teams uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, we had a, a, as you mentioned, you touched on the punt, the fake punt. We had a uh, J.K. Scott. That's I, right. Not, I, I mean, I don't know if that's on the coaches, but mm-hmm. hasn't really been looking very good the last couple of weeks either. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know what's going on there. We've had plenty of, you know, snap and holder misadventures mm-hmm. and kind of the turnover uh, at, at, at that um, part of the um, um, special teams unit. Um, so and yeah. we've had a game where the kicker missed four field goals. Yeah. Um, so what you're saying is it's fire Zook time? <laughs> Listen, I, I don't want to call for any guy to lose his job, um, but I would hope that he would maybe do his job. And and again, right now, if you individualize any one of these issues, I'd say, okay, everybody has a bad day once in a while. But it seems like week in and week out, seven games into our Packer season, there's been a letdown somewhere on the special teams. Yeah, and some of the biggest moments in recent Packer history of 
you know, of lore and not positive moments, I might add, mm-hmm. have, have, as everyone knows and can remember, um, I'm not going to go into detail, um, have happened on special teams as well. Um, so I, I, I don't want this to come across as we're, we're the type of fans that just want to constantly call for coaches to get fired no, and pack players to get cut. Um, but I, I think just the general theme of accountability is important. Mm-hmm. Um, how many of these guys would still be on the Patriots? Uh, would would Belichick mess around with any of this stuff? I mean, um, I, I, I'm not going to go. I mean, I don't know about right. Montgomery, but right. it's so I and I don't know if some of the previous lack of accountability, perhaps, is what feeds into that. Um, I'm not in the locker room. I don't know how McCarthy reacts in the film session. Um, if he really gets after guys once in a while. Um, so oh, we're not there, so we don't know. But um, but it, it doesn't seem like the players are, are too concerned for, um, for following their orders uh, at mm-hmm. times. And, and so, again, I, I think just to circle back on this whole situation, mm-hmm. um, I, I definitely don't blame Coach McCarthy or, or Coach Zook for, for the – the poor, poor decision that Ty Montgomery made, um, and and I think Aaron Rodgers summed it up best. It it didn't cost us the game, mm-hmm. but it did cost them the opportunity to go win the game. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but um, there's uh, we talked about it last week, and and it reared its ugly head again. The that accountability that players are not you know running a tight ship. And against a, t- a good team, you can't afford to make those types of mistakes and expect to win the game. Yeah, so, and you're right. And as we progress into the season now, I, I, I will say I was impressed by the team overall yesterday, despite we're, we're, we're highlighting some stuff. I thought that the team overall played well, and they played an undefeated football team. Um, so we went on the road, on the road, went down, although it didn't sound Lambeau like West. It. Yeah, we, we went at, <laughs> shout we went out, Lambeau. shout out to all you guys out in Los Angeles. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, so, so, but we did play a good football team and we, I actually think, uh, even despite all this, um, we showed that we can we can win some football games still, right? I think that this is a good football team. I actually think this could be a great football team before the season's over. Uh, the question we had before this week's game was, can we win one of two, right? And and can we go in and what kind of we are we what are we made of, right? And I saw a team uh, outside of um, some some late mistakes and and some stuff in the in the in the second quarter, a team that did not want to quit, that kept punching, that got up, that got down, got back up again, and they kept working at it. And and that wasn't just Aaron Rodgers last week either, right? That was the whole team, I thought. Um, so, Wags, we're going into um, in into kind of here the heart of the, the season. We've got the New England Patriots ahead, but looking at the NFC North really quick, we got the Bears at 4-3, and three, we got the Vikings at 4-3-1, and one, we got... The Packers at three, three and one, and then we've got the Detroit Lions at three and four. What that means to me is the North is wide open, 
and anybody can take it this year. Yep. And How do you feel? And and all of all of these teams have to play each other again. That's right. And so it's going to come down to that second half of the season. Um, who can who can get hot? Um, you know. Um, so I, I feel I feel fine. We're 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 right there. Mm-hmm. Um, I I I feel that you know this might have been the 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 one of the two games that we were supposed to win. Mm-hmm. Um, so in that regard, it's it's disappointing. That doesn't mean that we can't go into New England next week and and play well and and have a chance to do the same thing. Right. Um, I, I think our our matchup against New England, to be quite honest with you, might be better than it was against the Rams. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, the only, I mean, we played well against New England over the years. Yes. And several games, uh, I think actually that once or twice we played um, New England um, without Rodgers. I know at least mm-hmm. once. Uh, Matt Flynn almost Flynn, pulled one yeah, off. Yeah. Almost pulled that off. Um, but then they, they beat, uh, was that uh, two years ago, um, the head-to-head at Lambeau. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, really great game between uh, Rodgers and and, um, and Brady. So We thought that might be a Super Bowl preview. That yeah, game. it really looked like it, yeah. and, and it probably should have been, yeah. um, to be honest with you. But, uh, yeah, that was a, a great game. So, um, I said uh, last week um, I expect both Brady and um, Rodgers to have their AAA plus game, mm-hmm. um, and uh, no reason to expect that won't happen. Um, I think it's going to be a really, really fun game. Um, hopefully we get the same wrapping crew that we had this past Sunday. That was one other thing. I just want to play a little bit. Yeah, you know <laughs> what? That was a fun football game. Yeah, it was. It really was. Um, Aikman was complaining about teams getting away with some holes on both sides, and it's like, Perfect. Just let that stuff go. That's, that's, right. that's ticky-tack stuff. The refs don't need to decide the game. Um, I was really nervous that Clay was going to get called uh, around his neck there. Slightly. Yeah. But it was it did well. He, got, he, just, he did what he needed to, and then he kind of, you know, raised yep. his hands up yep. again. But, um, but no, uh, credit where it's due. I was so mad at the NFL for the first, you know, three, four weeks of the season mm-hmm. uh, with the refs. But uh, great game yesterday. You didn't notice the refs were there. Um uh, hard fought physical game and um it didn't it, yeah it was just I, you appreciate being able to watch a game like that for sure that's right and, and i mean we respect the rams they're a good team um obviously but I, we are too and and that's what i i think that's the takeaway that i saw yesterday and i think that the game was so heartbreaking and and i know both of us felt sick to our stomach afterwards because we just watched a good football team uh, play another good football team, and we ended up on the wrong side of it um, for a mental error over maybe a physical one. And I think that's the one that maybe stuck with me and drove me nuts. But I'll tell you what, I think that uh, uh, Los Angeles doesn't want to see the Green Bay Packers in the playoffs, and I, that's what I'm looking forward to. I agree. I mean, um, we didn't force any turnovers. Um, we gave up a fake punt conversion. Mm-hmm. Um, we gave up a safety Um and we still um, should have or did have the ball um, with uh, just over two minutes left and a chance to win it on a field goal uh, with uh, uh, the best uh, quarterback in football. Sorry, Brady. It's Rodgers. Yeah. Uh, this is a Packer podcast. That's right. Um, and, and we're going to come in, into New England, and we're going to prove that this yes. week, baby. I'm feeling it. Yes. I'm feeling it. Go I'm Pack it. Go. Go Pack Go.